0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
2: Welcome back to New Books in Latin American Studies, a channel of the New Books Network. I'm Rachel Newman, a host on this channel. Today we'll be speaking with Isabella Cose about her book, Mafalda A Social and Political History of Latin America's Global Comic, published by Duke University Press in 2019. This book was originally published in Spanish by the Fondo de Cultura Económica in Argentina in 2014. The author, Isabella Cose, is an independent researcher for the National Science and Technology Research Council and the University of Buenos Aires. Isabella, welcome to the program.
1: Rachel, thank you very much for inviting me to this interview. It's a pleasure.
2: So glad you're with us. So to begin, is Isabella? Could you tell us briefly what the comic strip Mafalda is about, and what was your first contact with Mafalda? And you know, since this is a podcast, could you describe Mafalda a little bit visually to the listeners so we can imagine her as we continue the conversation?
1: Yes, well, um, Mafalda is about uh, of one of the most popular comic of Latin America. Um, um, well, when I was doing my research one day, suddenly, I recall a scene which I think was my first contact with the comic strip. I must confess I have a blurry image. I don't know which was the date exactly, but probably I was six years old. I live in Montevideo. It was maybe 1933 and Uruguay was already under dictatorship. Uh, my aunt and my uncle, who visited Buenos Aires very frequently, had brought from there a poster of Mafalda and they put it on the wall. Uh, well, the poster shows a policeman with a baton on one side and Mafalda and her friends Miguelito and on the other, and Mafalda, the main character, is a girl who speaks and sings as a teenager, as very smart girl. Um, in the poster, she's explaining to Miguelito, the youngest of the gang of friends, that the button was an ideology denting stick. It was an ironic expression, and I can remember myself understanding this expression And I think uh, this reveals the capacity of children to share the adult ironies. The poster uh, was, as I figured out in my project, one of the most important political creation of Kino. It was very popular. I couldn't know exactly how many posters were sold, but it had and has now a great, powerful, symbolic importance. It, or this poster expresses the rejection of censorship and repression. Kino drew this strip after the revolt of the students in 1969, which was part of the global revolt of the '68. And in, in, in Argentina, we are strongly repressed by the policies. I found out that some of my interviewees have the poster hanging on their walls at home even now. And, well, this image is currently used in different street demonstrations in Chile, Spain, and Brazil, to name just a few places. Well, in fact, uh, there is a specially sad episode that I have reconstructed involving this poster, the poster was used by the repressive forces to cover the lifeless body of one of the six priests they murdered in 1976. Um, Well, is this cool, perverse, cool, we we often recognize the anti-authoritarian political significance of the comic. The poster, in fact, the physical artifact was part of the judicial records, and as I could find out searching of those records, it was left deliberately as a message, a message of revengeful, of the very revengeful and, and a warning, uh, as a warning also. I think that this poster was used as an instrument of terror.
2: Thank you. Um, so that's a very powerful way to begin our conversation. And we'll be you know, talking more um, about the political history of Argentina and several other countries um, as we move forward. But before um, you know, we, we get to that, you know, your book is really also a social history, and you especially connect this character, Mafalda, to the middle classes. So could you tell us a little bit about the history of Argentina's middle classes and their place in the national consciousness? And is there anything that's regionally or globally specific about the Argentine middle classes?
1: Yes, well, um, absolutely. You are right. I try to do both things at the same time, a political and social history departing from Mafalda, And understanding the middle class was a crucial goal to my research. The middle class has a peculiar place in the national consciousness in Argentina. For a long time, the political and intellectual elites and wide social groups had thought of Argentina as a middle class white country based on the European immigration. In other words, Argentina in a similar way to Uruguay had been identified as a country of immigrants which were part of a strong and white middle class. As you can imagine, this identified was very racialized and it erased the indigenous people and popular classes from the national identity. This image Image, moreover, uh, leaves Argentina out of Latin America as regards its indigenous and mestizo identity. Let us not forget that the popular classes were in the center of Peronism, well, the major political forces and popular forces uh, in the country, and that the middle class had had a very derogative attitude toward these classes and had played a key role in the overthrow of Perón in 1955. These confrontations were of great importance in the making of the social identity of the middle class. I am referring to the Argentinian context, but these types of confrontations were very important in different places for the configuration of the middle class identity. Well, we can see um, we can say that in the 60s we have two processes, two different processes. First, there emerged an intellectual and progressive middle class which was uh, now critical of their own position in relation to the popular classes and to Peronism too, uh, it was a middle class which tried to be close to the working and popular classes. I think uh, that Mafalda represents this intellectual middle class, and moreover, I propose that Mafalda actively contributed to the building to this identity. Identity. <laughs> uh, second. In the 60s, the middle class was in the center of a social and cultural modernization. My book isn't, of course, a story of success and progress. On the contrary, I value the importance of the impossibilities and frustrations faced by the middle class regarding social modernization. The middle class... Went through big dislocation related to the cultural transformations. And well, gender and generational clashes had a big role in this process. The gender and generational conflicts had a strong impact on the middle class, which was crossed by the cultural and political differences. In this sense, I talk about. heterogeneous middle class and well I underline the simultaneity of these processes in Latin America and at a global scale too in fact the success of Mafalda in different parts of the world shows that there was a global audience that could laugh at themselves with an ironic and sarcastic humor
2: So let's find out a little bit more about, you know, what exactly they were laughing at and um, about how this heterogeneous middle class played out in a comic strip. So could you tell us more about um, Mafalda's creator and the political moment in which this comic was created?
1: Yes, yes, of course. Um, Well, Kino created Mafalda in 1964. On one hand, in political terms, the country was under a weak democracy because Peronism had been banned and proscribed and neither Peron nor Peronism could participate in the elections. Moreover, there were constant military military interventions in the political scene, which would often end up in a coup d'etat. For these reasons, every elected government assume with scarce legitimations. On the other hand, uh, these times of authoritarianism were paradoxically times of social and cultural transformations. The country was living through a deep social modernization, which affected especially the middle class and, and the working class too. There were new styles of life, uh, new styles of pattern of consumption, uh, technological innovation, new ideas about bringing new young waves. And the epicenter and the social and cultural modernization were the young people and the women. And for this reason, well, the generational and gender conflicts were crucial in those times. in the cultural and intellectual terms, there was an effervescent arena which uh, gave rise to sophisticated debates about avant-garde on the cinema, new art tendencies on new journalism styles. Uh, In this context, there emerged a strong field of humor There were a lot of schools, magazines, and agencies. Kino was part of this renovation of the humor, which had a fluent relationship with the global tendencies. When he was a child, uh, well, he loved reading the advertising magazines received by his uncle from abroad, and in time he became fond of Saul Steinberg the famous illustrator and artist who was a great influence on his production. Muro Berkino was well aware of the social and political realities in Argentina and beyond. He read very carefully the news and he was an, an obsessive observer. In this sense, his way of production nurtured a reflexive
0: slash NBN50 to get 50% off.
2: So uh, after the early years of, of the comic strip, after 1968, Mafalda becomes um, more controversial than her story had been kind of at first. So the her creator, Kino, did his politics become more explicit after 1968 in the years prior to the dictatorship? And what exactly made Mafalda appealing in this era of increased censorship and authoritarianism.
1: Well, you are right, absolutely. Uh, Mafalda becomes more controversial as the political struggles and polarizations increased. We could say that the coup d'etat of 1966 was a milestone. The coup was staged by Ongania, who wanted to install a strong long-term authoritarian project. And in this context, Mafalda since the since from the days of the Ongania Coup, uh, became an expression of democracy and she represented the group which were fighting against the dictatorship. There is an interesting anecdote uh, the day of the keynote view Mafalda with a painful look on her face and asking herself and also addressing the readers about the things that they had been taught at the school. The audience had no need to be spelled out that the message was referring to democracy. Readers were used to read reading between the lines or between the image, in this case, and a skill which had a very important place in the reading pact between Mafalda and their fans and in Kino's humor strategies, too. Um, But, well, immediately after Ogania's coup, the character of Mafalda became an anti-authoritarian symbol, and the strip was cut out by readers across the country and pasted on shop windows, office wall, and notebooks. Shortly afterwards, the strip published in the newspaper were gathered gathers in a book that was sold out in less than one day. Then, uh, later, after 1968, when the political and social radicalization gripped Argentina, the meaning of both cartoon and main character were disputed by various actors involved in the political confrontations. Well, readers saw the comic strip as its character as a direct reflection on the middle class and its positions toward the events, that were unfolding. They criticized or praised, praised different political positions, right or left, which were expressed in the comic strip through the characters, of course, depending of where they stood in the political spectrum. Maybe, for example, Mafalda was seen as, as aversive by some people, and at the same time, as a petite bourgeois by some other people. Uh, in my interpretation, the character was so important in Argentinian society that her position opened a strong confrontation. I was very, very impressed by the letters uh, published, published in newspaper and magazine, magazines because this confrontation could be seen very clearly there. For many readers, the comic strip was the keenest commentary on current political events at a turbulent time in which irony was a key instrument for understanding politics. Kino tried to incorporate uh, the, the radicalization of those days in fact, in the 70s, he created a new character, Libertad, Freedom, who was the most radicalized, uh, radicalized friend in the gang. Um, moreover, Kino underlined the opposition between the character to express the tra- struggle, struggle between political position. And I think that later on, however, the polarization was the reason why he decided to stop producing the comic strip. In other words, um, the polarization was so strong that the idea of a heterogeneous middle class, united despite their differences, became impossible, almost an anachronistic image.
2: So I think it's so interesting how when the, the comic strip, strip um, concludes its run, the story that you're telling certainly has not reached an end. Um, and something that's very special about this book is that um, we follow Mafalda beyond um, her original audience in Argentina to other faraway nations where she became popular and even beloved. Um, in Italy, Spain, and Mexico are the ones that you focus on. So could you tell us your hypotheses about why Mafalda resonated in those places specifically? And maybe you could speculate a little bit <laughs> about why the comic strip uh, did not become equally popular everywhere.
1: Oh, well, you know, Rachel, this question, I, I confess, was one of the most interesting problem that I faced in my research. I think that there were different aspects to it, First of all, in Italy, Spain, and Mexico, but also in Latin American countries and other European uh, countries, such as France, France, there were similar processes related to the social and cultural modernization, and there were very important generational and gender clashes, clashes especially in these countries These processes happened very fast and there were very deep conservative forces. Mafalda depicted these processes. She was, as Umberto Eco has said, a young rebel. Then the comic was very welcome in in those contexts. Second, The irony of Mafalda connected with these readers who were experiencing these tensions and felt the anxieties created by these transformations. Irony has a very important role in the social perception of contradiction between reality and moral and political rules. Then we can state that Mafalda's ironies appealed to an audience at a global scale, who was ready, ready, ready to understand a very complex comic, which demanded time and skill, and as I explained earlier, ready, ready to laugh at their own situation. Um, third, of course, language was and uh, important, and the comic had more possibilities to succeed in Spanish-speaking countries. However, there was another key point in the popularity of Mafalda abroad, the role played by the Argentinian and South-con exiles. In fact, the first edition of Mafalda in Italy, The Door to Europe, was promoted by an Argentinian journalist who was exiled there. And, well, moreover, we should consider a similar role played by agents, editors, and journalists uh, who were part of of the left progressive or anti-establishment culture or movements who took the dissemination of the comics uh, of these comics as their own personal or political goal. Well, finally, I would like to say that there were particular factors in each place and the comic strip uh, acquired peculiar significance in each of them. For example, in Spain, the existence of a dictatorship with censorship created an audience trained in reading between lines, and which enjoyed uh, enjoyed doing so. Instead, in Mexico, the Latin American condition of Mafalda was crucial, and the comics was valued as an alternative from those produced by imperialism.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's so interesting how it seems that the countries uh, where perhaps Mafalda did not succeed to the same degree. Um, I'm thinking of the United States um, and the United Kingdom are actually also the countries that are often held up as being sort of the prototypical middle-class countries. Uh, So this really helps us to think about middle classes from other places and and not to try to universalize those particular middle-class experiences um, from the global center. So moving back to Argentina, uh, you know, your book continues its narrative through the dictatorship, although there's no, uh, you know, new Mafalda being printed um, or new, new comics being created, Mafalda continues to circulate. Uh, she also is acquiring new meanings in this context, and her creator, Kino, to me, seemed to be increasing, increasingly defining his own political position. So how was it that Mafalda was able to survive and even thrive through this violent period of history, and become even more popular following the return to democracy.
1: Sure, sure, yes. Um, surprisingly, before the coup of 1976, Mafalda continued on circulation, although its publishers were censored, jailed, and exiled for other publications, and although some parts of the movie of Mafalda were censored. I noticed that Mafalda was read within families and group of friends and that allowed to the survival of a certain aesthetics uh, and sensitivities and nurture beliefs and affective settings that oppose the dictatorial, the dictatorial state. In fact, the first screening of the Mafalda film was released in 1981, and in the newspaper, there were some intellectuals who brought back to the comic's challenging meaning and its connection with the political struggles that preceded the dictatorship. Then, when the dictatorship lost power after the Malvinas War, the comic's Identification with the democracy, uh, renewing uh, the meaning. Mafalda uh, s- social success. Uh, it was again in the first in a, in the first place. Um, and in 1984, uh, a new anniversary of Mafalda was commemorated with a massively attending exhibition and the publication of the previously unedited material. Well, this celebration fueled a new resignification of the street among the audience, Uh, as Kino said in the press, that Mafalda could have been among the disappeared. And, well, this this interpretation was well received because it helped to process the tragic past that had befallen the protest generation symbolized by the intellectualized little girl, as a lot of people say, say about Mafalda. And later on, in 1987, when the democratic government of President Alfonsín was threatened by a military insurrection, Kina supported the democratic government through a special new strip. It made reference to the strip published uh, on the day of Ongania Coupes, Ongania's coup, stating that Alfonsín was the only president capable of showing that the value taught at the school, democracy, could still be true. Well, At the same time, the comic won new readers from children and teenagers um, who gave their own sense to Mafalda in a process uh, continuing until today.
2: So your book proposes that we view Mafalda as a myth. Could you tell us more about what this idea is and how you came to it and maybe what it tells us about Mafalda's longevity as a cultural and political touchstone, as you've just alluded to with these new generations discovering her as time goes on.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes, I believe that during the last decades, a social and political myth has emerged in connection with the global success of Mafalda. First, in the context of rising neoliberalism, the comic played as a resistance to the, that order through maybe a nostalgic echoing of the sixties. This was favored by the Cuban production of Mafalda, of the Mafalda Motion picture, and for public appearances of kino vindicating the utopian dreams of his generation. Moreover, the celebrations held on the anniversaries of the cartoon and the presences of Mafalda in public areas like parks, murals, statues, um, works uh, as ritual spaces and contributed to make uh, of Mafalda an expression of identity for a lot of social groups and these things to be, to be transmitted from one generation for another.
2: Thank you, yes. Um, There are some really fascinating images in the book of um, Mafalda statues that exist now, and uh, it's really interesting uh, to think about how a cartoon um, can become a myth, as you describe. So, since the English language version of the book, which we've been discussing, since it was published last year, uh, world events have certainly, um, you know, m- continued to move forward. There have been some really dramatic things happening in the past year. So I wondered, have there been any new uses of Mafalda that you've seen in 2020?
1: Yes, yes, and it's very interesting. Of course, in the beginning of the year, Mafalda had a very important visibility in the Chilean protest and was an icon in the new feminist demands in different countries. But now, in the context of our COVID crisis, the comic strip has taken new meanings in relation with the lockdown and the pandemic. In Argentina, the government took drastic measures to deal with the pandemic early on, Quickly, it became mandatory for Argentines to wear face masks when leaving their homes. And this marked a new stage in the quarantine. In that grim context, Mafalda woke up one morning with the Mafalda statue placed downtown, wearing a face mask as anonymous fan. I decided that Mafalda had to make a statement in this new global crisis. And later on, Mafalda led a group of popular cartoon characters chosen by the government supporting the health measures to raise awareness in the population and help withstand, withstand the lockdown. Moreover, there were a lot of images of Mafalda circulating around the web with and without masks to encourage people to face the difficulties of these days.
2: That's absolutely fascinating. I will be Googling that picture of Mafalda with a mask on when we're done here. Um, so, today we've been speaking with Isabella Cose about her book, Mafalda A Social and Political History of Latin America's Global Comic. Isabella, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with new books in Latin American Studies.
1: Oh, no, thank you, Rachel. It was a pleasure. It was my first interview uh, in English and I am very grateful with you. Thank you very much.